Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello. And welcome to the following on podcast. Once again, Sam Ellard and Cameron Ponsonby. And yes, don't worry people, we have arrived in all. We're going to Barbados. No, I'm not commenting on that. To the sunny Caribbean, yeah. (laughs) I I don't actually know the... I think I know the song. I don't know the song. I, I, I know the song in spirit. We are currently on a beautiful beach uh, in Barbados. We're just outside the Accra Beach Hotel, which is where the England cricket team are staying. We've just done some interviews. You'll listen and hear from uh, Phil Salt and also Liam Liam Livingston as well over the next 20 minutes. Um, But Cameron Punzenby, here we are. We're in Barbados and I've got a story for you. You've got a story for me? A little story. I'm excited. No, it's nothing special. So um, we flew yesterday from Antigua to Barbados uh, get into Barbados, I get off the plane, and I get sort of guided, shall we say, straight into like a little a little van. Ooh. And I'm thinking, yeah, all right, can I get my suitcase? I need my, I need my suitcase, right? You'll be given your suitcase. And I'm thinking to myself, what's going on here? Now, thankfully, in this sort of van were other media people as well. That made me feel more safe. Yeah. Off we go, out of the airport. I hear sirens. I'm thinking, what on earth is going on here, okay? We're in a police escort. We get given a police escort back to our hotel, okay? The coolest thing ever, okay? People just moving out of the way. So you, just so you can get to your hotel a bit quicker is the coolest thing ever. Get to the hotel. Within 15 minutes, knock on the door. Here's your suitcase, sir. Why have you got that? How's that happened? <laughs> Are you part of, uh, Sam, once again, is saying with the England team, he's now part of the group massively. He's an insider, wow. knows everything that's going on. But how, how did you get the special treatment? Because I actually waited quite a long time for my bag. I should make this perfectly clear, not that you need me to explain this, but we weren't given special treatment. I was told, because they got the T20 World Cup, 
here next year yeah. they're sort of doing dummy runs essentially for when the for when the team when all the teams come over and doing the police escorts make sure they know they know what they're doing make sure that sort of routine all goes according to plan that's what i was told anyway by my driver that's why we were given the police escort so no it's not because talksport are massive and whisper tv are massive <laughs> it's just because we they basically used us for their own planning i think that's perfect i think police escorts i remember being in pakistan getting police escorts there back of a policeman's motorbike wrong way down a dual carriageway no helmet on quite quite a scary experience actually didn't feel very safe but it was for my own protection that they did it yeah, so yeah. it's fine we're at one all now in terms of police escorts <laughs> who gets the next one in Grenada takes the win well said my friend well said um, West Indies won England won 30-20 third one day game even is Saturday live on TalkSport 2 want to ask you about the team firstly yeah. would Cameron Ponsby make any changes so I uh, yes in a, in a word I think that England currently have a kind of... I think the last ODI showed up the kind of Sam Curran and Liam Livingston problem as much as it did the benefits of them. They both bowled fantastically well and they bowled England to victory. But I kind of think it teased England into keeping this balance of where you have Liam Livingston at seven, Sam Curran at eight. And it means that you only have kind of three seamers. You only have space for three seamers. Whereas if you were to drop say Liam Livingston or even a batter you can then shuffle everyone up keep the batting depth and you also get a fourth bowler in that team because Sam Curran despite bowling very well is an excellent power play bowler he's quite got a bit of a weaker record outside of that period so whether England want to change up the balance and they faced this problem before this is exactly the problem they faced in the World Cup where they started with three seamers three spinners and they swapped they brought Reese Topley in we've gone back to where it was beforehand so that's the change I would potentially make and so you're dropping Livingston and so that's, that seems like a big shout. He's just gone really well. Um, and so, so, go, so, so throw me a name in. Who are you dropping? And what yeah. fast bowler would you bring in? So I think I'd probably go Livingston out and I'd bring in Turner or Potts, basically. I don't really mind. I just think that's a better balance of the side. I know that sounds ludicrous um, because Liam Livingston has literally just played exceptionally well. And I think he's an excellent cricketer. I think for the makeup of the side, though, that would be a better fit for the future and I'm all about the future Sam yeah I was quite interested in seeing Matt Potts bowl with the new ball in the power play and see how we get on yeah it would be I, to be honest I'm going to go the other way I'm quite excited to really? see John Turner just bowl quick we both me and you had sat there stood there five metres behind the net when Turner was bouncing both Brooke and Butler in the nets in Antigua and it was quick and it was so it was, I, I kind of couldn't really get my head around it because it was nasty it was a nasty spell of bowling and Turner is in effect knowing that to get into this team to impress the England captain he has to try and hit him in the head. And uh, he didn't quite get him in the head, but he got him on the gloves a fair few times. There was a lot of uncomfortable uh, batting moments. And, yeah, I, just, I just think that's probably be the... When we're in the Caribbean, there's pitches that are spinning. Maybe the three spinners, three seamers is the way to go. But especially in England, that's not going to be the kind of formats they'll go with. I think I put this team change to almost every single person that I've spoken to in the Caribbean over the last 10 days. And I think I'm the only person who wants to see it. But I really like the thought of Ollie Pope being a one day international batter for England I think he's got the game I think he's got I think he's got the technique the temperament the array of shots to be the tempo as well to be a really good England number three I like Crawley as well but I'd be tempted to bring in I don't think they will do this but I'd like to see Pope have a go at three so that's your swap you'd be Crawley out Pope in basically I'm not dropping Livingston after he he's, I, I, he bowled so <laughs> no I can't believe you're dropping Livingston you know, he, bowled, he bowled really well in the last game I just think Livingston, I feel, I feel like with Livingston, I know he has a bit in good form with the bat, but we know what he can do with the bat. 
I know it's been a long time since we've seen that, but I just think he's the sort, he's a match winner, and I want match winners in my team, and for a series of 1-1, I want Livingston in it. So I kind of think that kind of five bowlers with Will Jacks is how I go. And yeah, I, 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 I would have gone Pope from, from game one personally. But I think the fact they've gone with Crawley from game one, like, I don't think you're looking to, for the future. I think Butler's thinking, we've got to win this series. We've had a dreadful World Cup. Yes, yeah, sure, the future is important, but I can't go back to England with another series defeat, this time to the West Indies. So I think he's going to pick his strongest team. And therefore, I think with that in mind, I think it'll be the same team. Sure. I think that's the most likely scenario. It's the same team. And I do still think, I know, mentioned the future, I do also think the strongest England balance would be to have that, that extra seamer. In regards to Pope, I don't think, I'm going to really disappoint you, Sam. I think Pope's quite a long way behind Crawley in this setup. Why is that? Because Pope's literally, I think this is his first ever white ball call up. Crawley's played in this stuff before. But not many games, though. He's not played many, but. He's only played because they rested plays in the summer, right? Yeah, he's played because there have been some rest. He played in the COVID series with a halt against Pakistan a couple of years ago. But you've also got to remember, like, Sam Hain, Ollie Pope uh, leapfrogged Sam Hain to get here, basically. And they obviously see Ollie Pope as this generational talent who's going to be part of two, maybe even three formats going forward. But Zach Crawley potentially is probably actually kind of seen as a more natural white ball player. I know speaking to him in the past, he probably sees his greatest strength in the white ball format. And the only reason he hadn't been playing white ball cricket for England was because he was playing red ball cricket for England. I also think they really like the idea that if you lose one of Jacks or Salt in the first 10 overs, you have a test opener coming in at number three. who can Or a test number three coming in at three, right? You know? My God, now, now you say it like that. Um, I, I think... I can't see a world where they bin off Crawley very soon. I would be. I wouldn't be surprised I'm not to find bin off Crawley. That's what it I'm like just no. I, I would like to see Ollie Pope given a go at number three. I think you'd be more likely to find some love with that idea if you were potentially going a Pope Duckett shootout at oh, four really? and Pope with his reverse sweeps with his little dabs churning against spin in the middle overs. I think that's. I think you want to come for Ben Duckett's head. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. He gave me two tickets for the first game. I can't come for I, his I, head. I can't have that. And that's why it makes it even more disgraceful that you want him dropped, personally. That's... <laughs> Who? Duckett? I don't want Duckett dropped. No, it sounds like it does. You want Pope in. He's got to be Duckett. <laughs> or, is it, or is it actually paid for journalism that you don't want him dropped because he got you two tickets for the ODI? Now we've got to the bottom of Sam Allard corruption. <laughs> I totally deny all those allegations. Liam Livingston. Um, England won on um, what day do they win? I'm losing track of the days. Thursday, no. <laughs> what day is it today? It's Friday today. So they won on Wednesday, didn't they? they we did. travelled Thursday. So they yeah. won a very, very uh, convincing six-wicket victory against the West Indies. Um, we heard from Butler and Cohen immediately after the game, but also following that, we heard from the man the camera ones dropped from the third One Day International, Liam Livingston. Butler back in the runs is just great for English cricket, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think Joss needs to silence anyone. Joss's record over a number of years speaks for itself. Whether Joss goes 20 games without scoring a run, I think everybody knows in that dressing room that Joss is one of the best in the world. He always has been for us. Listen, people go through stages in their career where they, they struggle a little bit and, yeah, it is what it is. Everybody loves Joss. Everybody knows his quality and, yeah, it's kind of nice to, um, to see Joss with a smile on his face after that knock. And for you, bowled again nicely today. You went really well on Sunday. From a bowling point of view, how pleased are you with how it's coming out? Yeah, very. Um, yeah, I guess just having the flexibility to bowl in different situations, different scenarios, different ends. Yeah, just having the confidence to to trust in my um, in my bowling at the moment. So yeah, it's 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 something I've worked really hard on for a number of years now. To yeah, obviously things aren't going great with the bat, so it's nice to be able to contribute in the field and and with the ball. So um, no, I thought we bowled really well as a unit. Ram was incredible again. He's yeah, he's been very good for us. 
we've obviously been used to Rash for a, for a number of years and Rash is one of the best in the world so Ryan's sort of seamlessly come in and you haven't even noticed that, that Rash isn't here so yeah. it's been great for us great for Bray um, and yeah I guess having me and Jaxie in the team yeah we've got we've got a lot of options which helps Josh and in terms of with the bat why do you maybe think you haven't had as much success over the past couple of months as maybe you did do in the first sort of 18 months of, of your England career can you can you put your finger on it or, or not quite no not really yeah, I guess it's it's one of them roles. It's not the easiest of roles. You don't get loads of opportunity. Yeah, to bat time and yeah, just a number of things. But yeah, like we've seen with Joss today, you're only ever one knock away. Um, I know for a fact that um, if I get going in one of these games, I can I can win a game for for England on my own, and that's something I pride myself on. That's something I've done throughout my career for for a number of teams that I've played for, and um, thankfully Joss and Motti believe in that. So. Yeah, all I can do is, is keep turning up to the nets, working as hard as I can. I know at some point it's going to turn and um, I'm sure in years to come I'll look back on this period in my career as probably one of the toughest with a bat. But yeah, like I said, the good thing for me is I can still contribute with the ball, I can still contribute in the field and, and thankfully that's going well for me at the moment. But you seem like a super relaxed character. You seem like the sort of guy, I'm just obviously just spitballing here, that doesn't take, doesn't really care about outside noise. As you said, all you, all you need is the backing of your teammates, right? And then you back your own ability and... I'm sure it'll all come good again. Yeah, there's a saying that I would love to say, but I can't say it. You can a, do it without swearing. Go on. What is it? There's a swear word. Opinion's like something between your cheeks. Everybody's got one. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Um, everybody's got an opinion. Listen, I'm a big football fan. If somebody's not playing well in football, um, yeah. I'm exactly... I've seen you slagging off the Blackburn players all the time now. You're, always, exact, you're in the exactly stand giving it the big one, aren't you? So, yeah, it is what it is. Listen, I'm doing everything I can to, to help England win games of cricket and, and hopefully some, at some point in the near future things will turn and I can get back to what I was doing for a few years. As a whole, we know it's been a tough couple of months, but is there just the belief that a good performance today, all this side needs is that one good victory, a few of the lads back in the runs, wicket shared, and hopefully just that confidence win can, can hopefully mean that this, this is the group of lads that can get back to doing what we've all been so used to and that's winning and winning well. Yeah, exactly. And don't get me wrong, this isn't through lack of effort. Everybody's everybody's been trying their nuts off for a, for a number of weeks. And yeah, at the end of the day, there there is there is life outside of cricket. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things going on in my life at the moment that cricket's a sport. Yeah, when you go home and you see family and yeah, you see what see what happens when you get later on in life. Um, it gives you great perspective. So, listen, cricket. We're incredibly lucky. We get to travel the world playing a game we love. But at the end of the day, it is, is a game. We're very proud to, to represent our country. But, yeah, sometimes when things don't go your way, it's not through lack of effort. On a serious note, all jokes aside with Liam, it feels like the first half of his career was like, wow, what a talent we've got. We saw him play some freakish innings with the bat. Then sort of that second half, we haven't seen that explosiveness with the bat. But yet with the ball now, he's bowling, I say, more than useful over it. He's sort of become a, more of a bowling all-rounder recently. I think he joked with you guys. They're really impressed yeah. about they say something like I'm more of a bowling all-rounder now but where, what would you make of Liam Livingston where's his game at what would you make of him as a, as a character I think it's really hard with Livingston because he's been kind of his role with the bat is to be like the belter he can absolutely launch, he's hit the ball out of headingly man like that, that's an incredible feat he got a 40 ball 100 against Pakistan a few years ago he was the 100s MVP but because he has this kind of reputation and this skill set of coming in at late, late in the innings especially in ODI cricket it means he doesn't actually actually doesn't have that much time in the middle I think he's played something. I think he's only played about four innings for England, but they race faced more than forty balls, wow. which like feels ludicrous for someone of his kind of talent and ability. Six overs, seven overs worth of bowling. Exactly, and I know half of those innings will probably be will be T20s, but 
but it means he probably doesn't have that quite that tempo of understanding of where he is with the bat compared to when he started. In that he's a kind of bit of an old school cricket fan's dream is that he's actually got really good grounding in first class cricket. He averages about 40 with the bat there. He was called up to the Test squad event in 2018. He never played, but like he is a fantastically fantastic all round cricketer who has now probably spent less of his time playing red ball cricket and is now solely focusing on kind of clearing the ropes. And he said to us, he's saying very openly, he's like, yeah, I, I, I know, I know that I'll, my form with the bat will return, but at the moment I can't put my finger on. What, what's happening? Well, when I spoke to Butler, Butler was the same. It's like I got no idea why I can't score a run to save my life. Yeah, but, but Livingston, it's, it's it's not great. Like he had that ninety-five against New Zealand before the World Cup, but then across the World Cup and since the World Cup started, I think he's averaging about 10, 15 with the bat, as it were. And with the ball, he's averaging kind of thirty. So at the moment, he really is like the, the bowling all-rounder. And England will be desperate for him to work because he is this like Swiss Army knife cricketer. He can do anything you want him to do. He bats. He bowls leg breaks. He bowls off breaks. He's an amazing in the field. If you can fit him in your team, you're, and he's performing well, like that, what a luxury that that is. But on the flip side, you mentioned Butler there. Like Butler, we were talking the last time we spoke to each other. Butler was how many innings without a score? He then got England over the line in what was potentially a very tricky period. Actually, I think they still needed about ninety to win when Butler came in. Uh, fall down and him and Brooks saw the team home brilliant innings for him and for England but Butler has that kind of history of we know the qualities there and so when we spoke about it, we go do we worry yet no we'll be fine he'll be fine Livingston doesn't have that kind of proof of work that we know he's going to turn it around and all of a sudden average 30 35 40 with the bat in this format so um yeah the, the Cameron Punsonby takes on Liam Livingston following on podcasts continues up great player great player but he's, he's struggling a little bit at the moment yeah that's fair enough that's fair. you're not the only person I think that said that they see an England team and that Liam Livingston in it so Liam Livingston we spoke to on um, on Thursday on Friday uh, here in wonderful Barbados uh, match day minus one um, I spoke to Phil Salt uh, it's the first time I met Phil um, really really good guy he sort of had a bit more of a, a deep dive into, into Phil's life his career his sort of upbringing has been a little bit different spending a lot of time in, in Barbados as a young cricketer um, looking to cement himself now um, at the top of England's um, of England's order, and yeah, I spoke to Phil Salt um, only a couple of hours ago. Yeah, obviously, grew up in Northwell till I was about nine or ten, then came over here, and then I, I struggle with the timing sometimes. They actually remember. I feel like I went back to the UK when I was sixteen, yeah, something like that, and then um, you know backwards and forwards from here, but then moved over properly when I finished school. Well, I reckon I'd have been eighteen or nineteen and moved down to Sussex to. Um, to have a go at playing for them. And over here, growing up as a kid, playing cricket here, must have been a, a pretty cool place to grow up. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's, I love it here. It still still feels like home. You know, you bump into everybody. You know, it's it's really cool to come back. Actually, one of my coaches was uh, the high commissioner last night, and he he showed me a picture of myself in a in a men's cricket team. I'll send. I feel like that's what you're after. <laughs> I mean, you know us very well, don't yeah. you? <laughs> Are you a big talk sport fan? Yeah, yeah. I, I do stick it on. Yeah. Oh, good. What sort of shows have interest? Oh, mate, whatever's on in the car, really. Yeah. It's whatever. Okay, <laughs> Literally yeah. stick it on. Is it Alan Brazil? Yeah. It's just here, listen to what he's got to say. He's quite funny. Yeah. 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 So that must be like showing you a picture of you as a, a youngster. Yeah, there's a picture of me. I must be two foot smaller than everybody else <laughs> but how special is that though you know growing up here and then you come back to England and then every time you come back you come back as that kid that now plays for England yeah I love it you know I remember when England used to tour out here how excited I'd get for it and the anticipation in the months leading up to it 
um, then so to now be pulling on the three lines and coming out here and I, I made my debut here as well T20 debut um, which was a special night for myself so I'm really looking forward to being back here and hopefully winning the series and when you were playing cricket here growing up as a kid did you always sort of no, I guess you were quite young maybe it wasn't your choice but did you always want to come back to England and play cricket in England or was there ever a period in your life where sort of being here living here and playing for the West Indies would have been an, a, a possibility something you'd, you could have done yeah, it's definitely something I could have done. Um, you know, I, I suppose the decision was made at the time. I, I, I didn't get picked for the under-19s regional tournament, but I was playing second team at Sussex. So I, I feel like that was you know, my opportunity to, to go back to the UK and you know, the, the infrastructure and everything to do with the cricket there. I could, I could see a way to you know, play first-class cricket and have a career. So that, was, um, you know, that, that sort of decision made itself. And you know Barbados obviously pretty well. I'm in Barbados for five days. I'm a single man. My colleague as well is also a single man. What sort of the... I know Oyster's Friday night. That's the place to be, isn't it? But sort of any, any recommended spots to, to go out and have a good time? Oyster's, uh, Second Street. What's uh, Sunday? Sunday, I think, 111. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was it? Midweek's norm- normally better. You had Mojo on a Wednesday and... Um, and surfers on a Thursday, which yeah. <laughs> was that surfers on a Thursday. Surfers cafe, yeah. So What's that? It's just a place on on the south coast. Um, usually have a band on, nice and that sort of thing. So yeah, there's 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 plenty to get up to. We'll be okay then. And also, right, so you your parents have got a, or family have got a coffee shop literally just just down the road. Is that right? No, that's not right. That's not but true. the amount of people that say that, yeah. Oh, so there's a wind up. Someone's <laughs> yeah. trying to wind me up because yeah. it's called salts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not mine. It's got nothing to do with you. No, absolutely. We were not. literally we were going to walk down and knock on them and say, "Can we do this interview in the coffee shop?" Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you didn't. Right, someone in the England team told me that, so they must be on the wind up. Yeah. And um, am I right in saying as well? Growing up, obviously in the in the north of England, are you you a Man, Man City fan? Yeah big Man City fan um, you know, at one point it was a curse but yeah. <laughs> you literally got there just in time didn't you when no one can accuse you of being there just for the glory days right because you would have been there obviously through, through the well the, the less good times right yeah I was, I was there through the dark days um, well, I, can't, I can't actually say that I was there through the dark days there were much darker days but you know I've seen my first share of bad football yeah. at Main Road and, <laughs> and then even um, at Eastlands I've, I've watched my fair share as well but you know now it's it's getting a bit boring winning everything. <laughs> I think this season maybe they're trying to make hard work of it, no? Yeah, I feel like we are making hard yeah. work of it in the minute, but you know, you win so many so many back to back, you know, it's bound to get tricky at some point. Unbelievable, isn't it? Look at the <laughs> smile on his face as he says that. And do you get to go to many games? Yeah, I get, I, the hard thing is I'm not often around in the winter, um, you know, when football season's, you know, going on. Supposed to get to Leipzig at home, but then obviously we had to come out here. So, you know, cricket does get in the way of it ever so slightly you need like a because Ollie Pope's a big Arsenal fan isn't he and he's got a good relationship with Aaron Ramsdale you need to get that sort of good relationship with one of the City players you sort them out cricket tickets they sort you out Premier League tickets yeah you know what I think Aaron Ramsdale could be the, the, the single Premier League footballer that likes cricket though. the only one yeah I feel like I don't feel like there's many no really yeah, yeah it's probably true um, and then just fast forwarding a few years coming back to England playing cricket in England uh, at Sussex um, obviously they're moving did you did you always believe growing up that playing for England was was, was always going to happen was, was always the possibility you, you always believe these things as a kid but um, once you actually start playing and you're playing first class cricket you know, sometimes it can feel a little bit further away than you think 
but yeah it's always been a dream it's all, it was it's always my goal um you know and to do it is is special and you know I suppose now I keep working to perform and to keep building on the number of caps I have I suppose and talk for a few years in to your international career I mean how would you how would you assess it? obviously the the highest of highs last year um, but in terms of your, your, your own game, you've obviously done very well, but you still feel like there's that extra gear to get to? Absolutely right. That's, that's a great way of putting it. I feel like I've done well, but I feel like there is another gear to go into. You know, it, it's a learning curve. No, nobody has ever come into international cricket the finished article. So I, I feel like, you know, there is that next gear. But does this feel like a really good series? a great opportunity to sort of really cement yourself in the team looks like you're going to get a pretty good run at the top of the order there's there's eight games here in total and we know there's been good players sat at home we'll probably be thinking to come back in over the next couple of months so is this you know a real real big opportunity for you to to sort of put your hand up and say I'm the main man absolutely I think you know you look through the side I think there's a a few people in that boat probably more than half the team Um, so I I think there's a lot of people that want to put the best foot forward and I feel like you know that's everybody's goal in a way and you know I'm not going to get too carried away with you know thinking oh I need this now I need this now I feel like just relax enjoy it you know do your processes <laughs> get away from the game as well and I feel like the rest will take care of itself yeah, hold that please level 5 thank you Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I tell you what, we were going to Oysters tonight, aren't we, by the way? Me and you. We're going to be there in Oysters, aren't we? I'm very excited about going to Oysters. Have you been before? I have been before, and I felt bad. So initially, me and you were just going to go out for a, a two-person dinner. I just thought, because you obviously, as we mentioned in the previous episode of Falling in Love in, in Antigua, you know, we haven't really spent much time together. It feels like you've sort of, you know, you've joined Talk Sport, you know, putting your name to Talk Sport brand, and then you kind of just ditched me in Antigua. <laughs> I just, man, I'm bereft, man. I'm heartbroken. It's like Barbados, it's all over. Well, what am I meant to do now? I've said Fly this to you before. Again. Don't be, yeah, I know, I'm not saying, don't be upset it's over. Be grateful that it happened, my friend, and you should be grateful. <laughs> 
It was a special time in my life, Sam. I don't, I don't, I don't like making light of it. What are you doing this Friday night? We've got to be there. It's great. I remember going in 2019 with the TalkSport team, oh, Steve Harmison. Well. Da- yeah, we came in 2019 for the test series. It, literally, everybody goes there. I was feeling a bit bad there because I thought you were going to be upset that I'd been before and you hadn't been. But now we, we can both go together, reshare our experiences, have some of the barbecued fish, have a dance. There's an amazing little part of voices. I don't remember if you got down there. So it's like young pe- It's like food, then young people, then you go a little bit further... And there's just kind of old couples waltzing around, like genuinely waltzing around doing kind of a stage dancing. It's, it's very surreal, but it's very beautiful. Yeah, girlfriend's not here, you can have a dance oh, no. together tonight, can you? Give it 40 years, we'll be back. Horsey, <laughs> goodness me. Um, T20 World Cup, there's no hails from the, one, the team that won it. Yeah. Milan, we think, is being pushed to the side. I think Bairstow could go at three. And then I think we are looking at a shootout between Jackson Salt to open with Butler. I'm talking T20 cricket here for the yeah, time being, yeah. with that World Cup only six months away. I think you asked to actually feel this in the written section of, of it. You sort of said, does it feel like a shootout between Jackson Salt as to who kind of goes and opens with Butler? And he obviously didn't quite say that, but that's kind of where we're at, right? I think it is. Realistically, Johnny Bairstow will come back in to the team so that only leaves one space left I think what, make, what changes it for these guys is they're so used to filling in in this 11 they're so used to playing when other people are resting and so they can actually play fairly regularly for England Don't, let's not forget Phil Sock won the T20 World Cup with England he played in the final in Australia but now it's much more it is the new era so there is more there is a chance for these the reset guys. you're calling aren't you the reset I've, I've kind of uh, evolved into new era I don't know where the reset's gone but um, we'll bring it back I think, I think the new era sounds like the reset is like rubbish you're all rubbish you're all going you're all in the bin we're starting again we're a new era is like we're just gonna start just gonna bring in some new players you know the the, the headline of a new era feels less harsh than a reset exactly and i think it's i think it's more accurate because there are all these players coming back in who are going to be part of it so it's not all reset it's not a hard reset where everyone's changing and we've got a fresh set of 11 players but i think that's what makes it different for these guys is that normally they would play and they'd have both the freedom and the pressure of knowing no matter how well they do Someone else is going to come back in. It isn't actually their shirt to keep. Only David Milan really managed to break that mould. Whereas now, it's like, well, actually, you and Jax aren't just having a hit together for England because you're filling in because the other lads are away. One of you is going to be able to keep this spot and it's going to be yours. And, of course, I, I, I was never expecting him to say, yeah, I hate him now. Like, me and Will, we're going toe-to-toe. I'm going to knock him out. It's going to be over. I'm going to rot him out. <laughs> exactly, that type of vibe. But he did. he did kind of... Yeah, he said, I hadn't really thought about that that way, which I guess I, I, I believe that. But I also think it is going to be a very different period for these guys, knowing with a different type of pressure when they pull on the England shirt. Yeah, well said. Do you think Phil has got a lot more to offer? Like, I feel like he's had a good start to his career, but you look at his numbers, only one 100 in Whitewell cricket for England, still feels like he's left a lot of runs out there. I, I can't work out how, whether he thinks he's done well as it were because depending on what his role in the team is if his role in the team is to get 40 off 30 get the team off to a flyer and then let them kind of take it from there he's actually done really well yeah. but that's pretty much what he's done to a team but on the flip side if you actually know no mate we, we need you to get 70 80 more regularly then he's kind of been a bit under par but it, it feels so weird because like every t- if I look back through my notes of every ODI I've covered of Phil Salt in the top, one of the first three lines is like Salt whacking it amazing brilliant you're kind of getting yourself ready for a Phil Salt day this is the time he scores 100 and then it's just over and then it's kind of an afterthought when, you, when, when it all comes out on the wash afterwards you go oh yeah Salt got 40 but that's all it is and I, I don't know I don't know whether Salt goes back into the dressing room after getting 40 or 30 gets a big whack on the back and goes well batted mate brilliant got us off to a good start they're like 
like Phil, man, like come on, like keep going. I reckon they probably say to him, "Well, I'm getting us off to a good start," and he's like, "Yeah, thanks." But he also thinks, "Goodness gracious me, I should have had another hundred runs there as well." No, exactly, and I, I know like milestones mean whatever they do or don't, but I do. It, it's it. If you get past that fifty mark, it kind of lifts a bit of pressure off your back because then people like us don't have the opportunity to say nine innings without a 50 or whatever it is I don't, I don't know if that's not the start of Phil Salt but um, I think Salt before sooner rather than later may need to yeah but that, that feels too intense on Salt because I think he's a fantastic player and I think that England are very happy with the role he's doing I think you've probably summed it up there perfectly I think England will be happy with Salt and Salt will feel like he's got more to give so I'm, I'm the expert here basically you are you're, you're an expert in a lot of things Sam it's fine um, good stuff, Cameron. Thank you. Um, before we finish off, anything else of, of note? Anything else has caught your eye, um, cricket-wise or outside of cricket-wise, over the last couple of days, Cameron? Uh, cricket. We're going to see Jofra Archibald in a, in a couple of hours. He's tra- he'll be training with England um, in Barbados. I don't know if he's necessarily doing it this training session here, but um, that is the plan that he's going to come out and have a bowl. Well, I don't know if he's come out or he's set up where, where he lives here, I think, so he's, he's probably just come down for a net, basically. We're going to see Jofra Archer have a net. Yeah. That's the cricket excitement. Do you have any off-field excitement? Not really. Well, I mean, the, the, I thought the escort was pretty cool. Um, cool I'm, yeah. I'm probably going to embarrass myself here because as a top you know, reporter, man on the ground, I should know these things. I just saw James Franklin in the hotel. West Indies saying here as well. Yeah. And I saw James Franklin. And I was like, oh my God, James Franklin. I didn't know he was, he was part of the West Indies coaching side. That's the, I mean, I had a great, you know what, we're going to do a chat. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Next week... Before the uh, first T20, we meet you, and we'll have James Franklin sat across us because he used to do loads of stuff with us at Talksport um, towards the end of his career when he was playing. Nice. And of course, since then, he's gone on and done quite a lot of coaching. He's actually running me through his schedule. He's going to the ILT 20, he's doing the PSL, he's doing some 100 stuff. He's obviously just left Durham. He's doing a little, obviously, West Indies, doing the World Cup. He's doing a little bit of everything. I like that your off-field, non-cricket excitement was that you, you saw James, <laughs> former cricketer James Franklin in the hotel. I can't wait. Get Frankie on the show. We'll do that. So on the next following on episode, obviously we've got the game tomorrow, that'll be great. But then once the game's done, we can review Oysters, we can have James Franklin on here. And maybe what we could do the next one, we'll do it later on in the day, and we can do it with a glass of, a, bo- a bottle of beer. But the thing is, so it's 10.35 in the morning. It doesn't feel like... It, it feels... Because I'm waking up so early. It feels like it's 6 o'clock and I'm ready for bed. I've got a day of work still to do here. This is what I was saying. We just went over to the bar. I've got Sam's having a nice Diet Coke. I've got a fruity, grapefruit edge. And every other person in that bar... Had a beer, had a Banks beer on the go, and they looked very tempting. But not not, not till midday. I think something else has upset me. So I took out in Antigua, right? I used to always take money out from the hotel, mm. and they used to charge me ten percent on top, which was an absolute disgrace. And then I finally got money out, so I took loads of money out, but only gave me, me in, in EC, Eastern Caribbean dollars. I've come to Barbados with all my money, just been found, just been told they don't take EC here in Barbados. It's either the US dollar or the Barbados got their own currency. So yeah. I've got all this EC on me that I finally took out, and I can't even use it. Give it time, mate. One more week, we'll be in Grenada, and you're going to have to spend all of it in Grenada. Uh, yeah. But, Bob, mate, we're in a different country, mate. We've got their own currency. Oh, no. <laughs> feel like, it feels like you're in just the West Indies, you know. There we go. Thank you very much. Cameron, always a pleasure. Good stuff. The following on podcast will be back tomorrow, which will be on game day reviewing, hopefully an England series win. Sam Ellard, Cameron Punsby, we're sat on a beautiful beach here in Barbados. We're desperate for a beer. We're going to Oysters this evening. We cannot wait for it. But before that, well, actually, technically, after Oysters on Saturday, third and final one-day international 5:30 start UK time. It's a half-one start here in Barbados, so it's another day-night game. Cannot wait for that series level at one-one. Fingers crossed, uh, England can get off to a, a series win here for the T20s. Maybe Ollie Pope, who knows? Maybe Ollie Pope might score the winning runs, Cameron. 
If it makes you happy, Sam, it makes me happy. So I can't wait to see Popey in the team tomorrow. West Indies, England, third and final one-day international, Saturday live on TalkSport 2. Come on, England. You've been listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. If you missed any of the show or wish to catch up, you can download the podcast. Now available via the free TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, for more cricket content, you can listen to The Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 every Tuesday evening as Neil Manthorpe and Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison debate the biggest stories with a host of big names. And if you want to send us a question to a member of the TalkSport team, you can tweet us at cricket underscore TS and we'll answer your question on the next podcast. But for now, you've been listening to Following On. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? UVX10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's EUFY.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best in class all in one robot vacuum for only $799. Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum, Eufy X10 Pro Omni. With powerful 8000 PA suction and MopMaster's dual mop pads, it keeps your floor sparkling clean. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.